Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. My friend and colleague, meteorologist Amy Freeze, is back on the Janice Dean podcast to talk about some of the big weather stories she's been covering on Fox Weather the last few weeks. And I've been wanting to catch up with her to find out how her official judging went of the annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on Coney Island, July 4th. I was invited, but I had to decline because of my big post-pandemic Las Vegas birthday trip. So important. So Amy took over the judging duties, and wouldn't you know, they had to delay the big event because of heavy rain in the area. So plenty of things to chat about here with Amy Let's get to it. My friend Amy Freeze makes the Dean's List on the Janice Dean Podcast. Amy Freeze, you made the Dean's List. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. I have been dying to talk to you because, first of all, you were an official judge at the Nathan's Hot Dog (laughs) Eating Contest. And so what did you think? Hot diggity dog. It was wild. It really was. First of all, I've taken my kids to Coney Island for probably about a decade. Yes. While they were growing up, I'd take them on the D train out there, normally on Mondays and Tuesdays because nobody else was at Coney Island. Okay. And so we had a blast there. They grew up having their Nathan hot, Nathan's hot dog right before they hit the beach. So I was excited to go and be a part of this because we know of this tradition yeah. every 4th of July. It's huge. It's huge. And so got caught up immediately in the excitement uh, there. And it was so cool to see the crowds lining up right as the sun came up. Like tens of thousands of people go to this thing. Dressed as hot dogs. (laughs) This was hysterical. Right. There was a guy. From all over the country. There was a guy who brought his bachelor party to Coney Island. (laughs) Yeah. There were eight guys dressed as hot dogs. (laughs) And there was there was no ketchup on them because they were from Chicago. <laughs> oh, that's right. You find out yeah. what condiments are popular. Oh, yeah. Okay, so tell me about the weather. You were a good person to have on hand. So we saw right from the Fox Weather app at the start of the day that there could be this chance of a thunderstorm right around noon. Okay. But the women's uh, hot dog eating contest started at 11 a.m. Okay. So I thought either they're going to barely get this in because it's only 10 minutes of eating, right? right? They have 10 minutes to eat as many hot dogs as you want. So I thought this is going to be a real close call. We got the women's competition in no problem. By the way, Mickey Soto won again. She's amazing. She was. And I was just one slot over from her judging. When you're a judge, as you know, because you've done it, you're standing almost <laughs> right under their mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You like can smell the hot dogs. Anything can happen. Anything could happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There was no reversal of fortune, thankfully. Good. But I was standing right there. And I saw her kind of gulp and look over to the competitor. Later, she would say that she swallowed some air and had a burp, but it did not stop her from winning. She still ate 39 and a half hot dogs. The closest competitor was only 33. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Insane. Uh-huh. That was wild. So she won clear cut. Then we're awaiting the men's competition, and the sky looks a little dark. Often the north and east, you can kind of see it getting darker and darker and darker. 
And I look down at the app, and sure enough, there comes a thunderstorm, and I see a strike of lightning off <gasps> in the distance. Okay. And I think, wow, this is not good, because there are at least 20,000 people. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The, I mean, that is uh, so, an organi- uh, somebody who's organizing this a nightmare for them. Because what happens if there's a thunderstorm, someone gets hurt, and you haven't herded people into shelters? Where are you going to shelter them on Coney Island? You I mean, can't. The best, the best you can do is the subway, which is a walk away. Oh, my. Did you talk so, to the organizers? So I see the organizers, okay. and I say, I see the thunderstorm developing. And I said, it's a real close call. I said, this probably will not be warned by the National Weather Service because it's just out of range wow. of criteria. Look we're, at you. We're going to see the lightning. I said, but my opinion it could be more dangerous to tell people to run to seek shelter in a lightning storm. Oh my goodness. We're so tight packed in here. I said, in my opinion, I would just delay the competition. So you, I would not say anything on the were microphone. Were you the one that helped delay the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, Amy Freeze? I don't want to take the blame. Holy, I don't no, but you did good. I said, what I said I would do is I would say over the microphone, we're delaying the competition. What they actually ended up doing, George Shea talked to the city. The uh, New York Police Department helps organize all the people in the crowds. And they said, we're dispersing the crowd. And when you disperse a crowd on a city event, the rule is, is that you cannot reconvene the crowd. What that would mean is that they'd have to reconvene all the police that were required to get them in place. So they said, we're dispersing the crowd. And in doing that, they, they, how did they do that? They appeared to give the, the impression that they were not going to do the competition. They said, (gasps) the NYPD has asked us to disperse the crowds. You can go. Uh, do shelter in the uh, subways, whatever you want. In my opinion, if I was an organizi- organizer, of, or I was Nathan's related, if I was city related, or if I was even related to ESPN, who broadcast, by the way, yes, I would never give people the advice of what to do. I would simply say, we are delaying. We are delaying. Then it's their choice if they leave the vicinity, if they go. And the reason I wouldn't do that is because I have a fear of uh, crowd dispersal. Of course. And that's very, very dangerous. And if you scare people, they could get hurt when they were never really truly in jeopardy. Yes, a lightning storm is dangerous. I don't want to diminish that as a meteorologist. Of course. But you can't say, hey, run for cover because there's no real place to run for cover and you put everybody else in jeopardy. So I think it was a learning experience for everyone involved. Mm. And I think it's a reminder for personal safety. If you go to an outdoor event, my advice as a meteorologist, you better have a backup plan. Where are you going to go if the weather turns bad? Because as, as a meteorologist, I would advise the the event staff do not tell people what to do because mm. that's a personal safety choice. Mm-hmm. If you tell everybody run for cover, all of a sudden you're responsible for how did they get to cover? Yeah. Did you give them the proper advice? Was it tens of time? thousands of people trying to get out of Coney Island is a potential disaster. Somehow they made it work. The water started coming up ankle deep. <gasps> to me, it was more of a flash flood storm than it was the lightning, but that's here nor there. So they start getting ankle deep water. So people start leaving and dispersing a bit. People are upset, though. They go past the barricades the NYPD had set up, and they're waiting on the other side. They want Joey to come out. Yeah. Joey and the rest of the guys are waiting. An hour goes by. Joey Chestnut, by the way, is the reigning champion. And uh, what do you call this? A uh, um He's the mustard belt guy. <laughs> right. That's what I know. But what do you call it when you like uh, defending champion? Right, but champion. I'm I'm not gonna 
uh, all-time eating hot dog wiener winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, when you tell people the end of the story, what's that called? I am not. I don't want to. You don't like, want to reveal. The I don't ending. want to ruin anybody's yeah. like uh, ending. But he did win. Yeah, he did win. Okay, but I like the way you helped me out with all of those other names for the hot dog eating That's champion. What I'm here for we can the keep wiener? Going. What the wiener winner? <laughs> Yes. There were a lot of wieners waving during the hot dog hunt. It was very funny. Okay. So then... They disperse. They're upset. They're chanting, Joey, Joey. Joey and the guys are back in the actual Nathan's hot dog eating restaurant waiting word. What is going to happen? I had heard from the organizers as I was eavesdropping as a meteorologist would, what in the world are they going to do? Right. I knew that the competition was still going to go on. They were just going to wait it out and they were either going to move it to the third floor of Nathan's okay. or something like that. Right. Well, Joey comes out. I saw that video. And he's like, we're doing this. Yes. It's happening, people. Yeah. And he's very, very adamant that it goes on. So, so that was him doing that. I feel like he pressured the the uh, the organizers to get wow. the show on the road. So after a two-hour delay, they actually come back outside. The weather's clear. The sun is out. It's hot again. Mm-hmm. And all the guys sit down, and they do the contest. And people could see it, but from a distance, they had been removed from the immediate corral of the oh, Major wow. League Eating Contest. So, I mean, we're— Drama. Pre- I- I can't believe what happened. It's drama. I did see on social media that they did think the whole thing was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did the you reporters, do? by the way, yeah. had cornered George Shea, yes. the, the organizer, and he is just such a colorful, wonderful entertainer who I is, love him. He's been doing it for years. He's taken this and he's developed the whole concept, but. Um, I saw him talking to the reporters, and they were saying, "Well, why did you tell the crowds to go away? Yeah. You know, you've sent off the fans." But 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 he says, "Well, the NYPD said that we had to do this. So they're all working in conjunction. I think because this has happened, there'll probably be a new protocol that's put in place." Interesting. And mm-hmm. look at that. Spoiler alert is what I was looking for. There it was. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, that's what happens when you're up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, so that is very dramatic. And where were you in the whole th- – so you thought you were going to ride this out. Mm-hmm. Were you confident that the it was going to happen? I felt like it was going to happen because I saw the storm moving just, you know, basically northeast of um, Coney Island. Mm-hmm. They put out – by the way, the National Weather Service did put out a special marine warning for off the coast of Brooklyn, off the coast of Coney Island. Um, but they did not do a severe thunderstorm warning per se over that portion of Brooklyn, mm. which could have been a little bit more clear for what everyone should do. But like I said, you could see the lightning, and the lightning was dramatic. Yeah. And there were there were broadcast personnel on a metal platform. So, I mean, there were things that I wouldn't risk, clearly. <laughs> but oh. you have to say to the, we're going to delay. Yeah. And then with most thunderstorms in the summertime, they're going to pass within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so if you just wait it out. But I would not have advised people to stay to wait it out. Yeah. I would have just said we're in a delay. I wouldn't have given a, min- a time period or anything. And that would allow people to make their own choice. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, podcast and you ever hear thunder, you get indoors. Yes. You find an indoor solution. But I would not tell the event organizers to do that because it's simply too many people in place. So you always have a personal safety plan. Wow. Look at you. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, if I was the organizer of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, I would have like brought you on stage just to like tell I'm people what's going are on. Are you crazy? I'm, if they don't want to have me under contract, I'm not going to take any responsibility <laughs> for what those people are doing. <laughs> well, just to give a forecast yeah. of what was happening on. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, I'm 
I hope that it was still fun. Oh, it was a blast. It, it was. was really a blast. A very, very once-in-a-lifetime type experience. Maybe, I don't know, who knows, another day we go. Uh, the lady there who was organizing, she was with Janice last year. She was just a trooper. She was here all day long. And, you know, and I said, well, you know, next year maybe she'll be back. Uh, you never know. I said you can have a whole Fox weather team here to right. analyze. Because maybe you and I both do it. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Weather is a huge part of eating. It's huge. It has been proven that if the weather conditions are just right, you can eat more hot dogs. Correct. It's odd. But when I thought about it, I thought, you know, if it's humid, I don't feel like eating heavy. Exactly. And so that was that was part of it. I did notice a small strategy, too, because I'm thinking, how do these people eat these hot dogs? But I did notice Mickey. We, you and I will not be doing this. But she didn't really chew that much. She kind of chomped a bit okay. and swallowed a lot whole. Oh my. See, I I it was hard for me to really try to see what the strategy was. I just wanted to get through it without being physically ill. I know cuz you can smell and it's not good. The other interesting <laughs> thing I did learn just I, I know that we got a wrap probably I on this topic. No, I but, love this. But the other thing that I learned which I thought was very fascinating, it's always held on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it traditionally started with men, they eventually added women, but the whole the whole thing started because there were men sitting around saying, who's the most patriotic? Are you more patriotic than I am? Yes. If you are, let's see how many hot dogs you can eat. <laughs> That's how it started. Who's the most patriotic? Right. Prove it by eating the most hot dogs. <laughs> That's how it all went down. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, just the fact that it's been around for so long, it brings in so many people to Coney Island. And you really witnessed an historic event. I mean, I don't know. Have you looked at the weather history? It has never been canceled. It happens always rain or shine, and the only interruption could be lightning. Oh, wow. As far as we know, there's never been a lightning interruption. <gasps> Look at that. So they either think it's good luck that you're there or not Maybe good they luck. thought I cursed it. I could have <laughs> cursed it. But we could both go next yeah. year. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. (laughs) Uh, It is quite an event. I always recommend if you can do it once in a lifetime, it's something to brag about. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. I could never be a competitor. So judge would be the only real inside track I could get. Did your kids come with you? They did not. But they then they've been having some eating contests since I brought this up. Hot dogs, they could only do about two a piece. It was not very impressive. But they went into saltine crackers. How oh. many saltine crackers can you eat? And I thought, oh, well, that could be very simple. But it wasn't because the salt. of the water. Oh, the salt. what do you mean? Oh, yeah. They, they need water, you know, and they yes. get the salt and everything. So. Oh, wow. So you've started your own little tradition. Apparently, Major League Eating is something that you could have a future in. You could make <laughs> money out of this. They have hard-boiled egg eating contests. <laughs> They have uh, wings, uh, mm-hmm. chicken wing eating yeah. contests. There are different types of foods that people pistachios in. too. I hear pistachios. Isn't that weird? Weird. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't have to shell them. That's what I asked. Yeah. And the guy didn't know. 
Oh, we'll find out someday. Okay, I'm so glad you had a great time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to propose that both you and I do it next year. Fantastic. Right? And Yes, and I'll see if I can get a side gig secretly <laughs> advising them on how to handle weather detail. I think it's really important, actually. You know, just, just you talking about personal safety, I, you know, I talk about that a lot, that you are in charge of your own destiny. Yes. You are in charge of yourself and your family. So... You know, when it comes to severe weather, when it comes to hurricanes, you can listen to the watches and warnings. You can decide to evacuate or not. But I think it's important to prepare, prepare yourself and your family Mm -hmm. for something, a, a possibility of something, you know, like know if you're in evacuation zone, know where to go. Right. Don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait for somebody to actually say to you. You need to get out of here. Right. Large summertime activities even. You don't even have to wait for a major storm. If you're out at parades, if you're in a major league baseball game, if you go to the NFL, these facilities do have certain safety plans that they might make announcements for. But you're dealing with a large crowd. Do you really want to wait till the last minute to try Mm. to make it up the stairs of the stadium to get into the crowded bathroom that they may or may not have, the covered shelter that they may or may not provide? You do have to think things through when you're in large outdoor settings like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's really important. That's something that – do you talk about it? I mean, there's a lot of – the thing I love about Fox Weather is there's a lot of time to explain things. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in my job, I've got sort of a limited amount of time where I can tell people what's happening. But I love with Fox Weather, you can expand on these things and talk about topics topics like this. Absolutely. You know, it's an important part of it. Weather is almost related. I think it's related to everything, but yep. some people try to come up with things that's not related to. But I think that weather can actually be tied to everything. Wow. And so when you start to think about it and how you're living your daily life, you can have conversations that go beyond, you know, just even personal safety. You can go into your personal finances, your economics, how you're living your life, how you spend your money. What is the value of a seven-day forecast? What is the value of a 10-day forecast? For me as a New Yorker, Mm -hmm. the value of a 10-day forecast is all of a sudden the money that you live on uh, month to month can sometimes be limited as a New Yorker. You're living month to month. So if you have a forecast that tells you 10 days out what's happening, all of a sudden you can make adjustments. Am I going to have money to to pay my heat bill and eat out in New York? Mm. Or am I going to start to strategize this a little bit how I do that, how I make my money work for me? Do I have the extra money that I want to spend frivolously with my friends and entertainment? Or do I need to make sure that I can make my rent and still make my heating bill throughout the winter? So I think there are very valuable things that hit the pocketbook that you can talk about weather and people can strategize using long-term forecasts. Wow. Um, so I, you're right. At Fox Weather, we do have a longer format there that we can bring bring all kinds of personal safety and personal advantage type forecast um, uh, strategies into play. And I love that. Let's talk about the fact that we are in a period of time where everything seems to be extreme. I mean, you look Mm. at the headlines in pretty much every state. The heat is huge. We are breaking records left and right. Records for places like Phoenix and Las Vegas, that to me is insane. It really is. I mean, the numbers that you're looking at right now for the extreme heat wave that's going on in the West are Phoenix is approaching, I believe, 
13 days or something with extreme heat, but they've gone since March 22nd without rain. So wow. in the valley there, we're, we're over 110 days without rain. Mm -hmm. The monsoon is late for the four yes. corners. And that works hand in hand. If you don't have rain, you're going to have hotter temperatures. Exactly. And so it really is oppressive. Las Vegas could hit 118 degrees. That's the hottest they've ever recorded in Sin City. That's an enormously um, impactful sign of what the heat is doing. Yes. You you also look at a place, uh, you know, it's not just the Four Corners. It's not just California or Phoenix. By the way, Death Valley is going to be flirting with 130, the hottest temperature they've ever recorded. Ever was recorded. I mean, that's that's insane. But it's not just that area of the West. You've also got Florida under extremes, yes. of, you know, suppressive heat right now. And Miami hit the record of 97 yesterday, but they've had 33 days of feels like temperatures over 100 degrees. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the ocean influence, right? Correct, correct. And the ocean next to Florida, in some cases, is like a hot tub. Right? Definitely. Yeah, I would say this time of year, you could even get up you know, near Jacksonville and it feels like a bathtub around 83, 85. But we're talking hot tub temperatures because we had a Keys, uh, off the Keys reading of 97 degrees. Holy moly. And, and the standard for a hot tub is 103 in New York City hotels. Oh. <laughs> and so that, you know, that humidity, that warmth of the ocean helps, you know, fuel not only storms, but also, you know, these heat waves too, especially for Florida, yes? Yeah, there's no influence of the sea breeze. Instead, it's like a blowtorch coming in. Mm -hmm. um, and it keeps everything very, very hot. The Atlantic already has been um, abnormally warm since... Uh, March, we've had hot temperatures out in the mid-Atlantic even, and the North Atlantic, those temperatures are hotter than they normally are. Um, but I would say this, as we talk about all these extremes, um, I, always, I always love to say, wow, this is biblical weather. Mm -hmm. And I hope people, I hope that resonates with people. The reason I say well, this is biblical weather, because I want them to remember that biblical weather was extreme. Mm. So back in those times, there were extremes happening. They weren't recorded. They weren't written down like they are today. They were not uh, televised, broadcast, uh, captured on people's phones. And we did not have the dissemination of information that we have in this day and age. Extremes have always happened on the planet. They're happening more frequently compared to human life mm -hmm. that we're ha you know, and how we've recorded things. And we are living in a warmer climate. Yes. The reasons for that are argued across the board. Mm -hmm. They are explainable in, in certain terms and certain reasons as, as our peer-reviewed science reveals. But this is relative to us as humans, which is why it is impactful. Yes. And how we respond to it is really important. Um, blaming people or overspending finances and government are really not the ways to go about doing that. Instead, it is thinking about how we live smarter and better mm. as the weather changes. If it were getting colder, we would do the same. Yes. As it's getting warmer, we must respond appropriately. I spoke with uh, the FEMA, had a FEMA, Deanna Criswell, a couple months ago, started hurricane season. And I said, geez, you know, we've had billion dollar disasters coming out the ears here. Mm -hmm. This is a ridiculous. Um, performance of the weather, and it requires federal money to respond. I said, is it better to us to keep responding with billion-dollar disasters? I mean, last year we had $22 billion disasters, more than a billion dollars. But is it better for us to keep responding to that, or should we be building infrastructure? Should we be limiting some of the oceanfront property? It is a double-edged sword. If you limit yes. oceanfront property, you know what you do? You limit tax intake.
So if we take away from the Jersey Shore their ability to live there because we're worried that it might uh, be flooded out by a hurricane, now all of a sudden we've limited our tax intake. So both things are not good decisions. How do we balance those? These are very important decisions to make. And this is you being very rational and calm-headed about this, which mm-hmm. I like. You know, I don't like to the extreme of where people don't understand what ha- what's happening and they go to write the alarm, you know, Correct. like, we're all going to die right now. We have to be smart about it and be calm about it because there's no question things are happening and we're seeing it and we're feeling it. But how are we going to react to it? Because like you mentioned, the worst thing you can do is tell people, get out of here, run for your lives, because that's going to probably cause more of a disaster. Yeah. And that really is, I mean, that analogy is a really good one to apply to large scale pattern changes, because if we start overperforming. For example, I think the EV um, the EV story using electric vehicles is really a good one. Uh, the encouragement of using electric vehicles seems like a great idea because we can do some savings. We do some, but the cost of the vehicles yep. to, to be um, created. Not only that, we saw a very tragic situation here in New York City where there was a parking garage that had been built infrastructurally in 1912. Uh, the top of this parking garage collapsed because of the weight of EV vehicles. So if you change over, first of all, New York City is a bad place to do EV because there's not a place to charge it. Yes. It costs you more to go into the garage yes. where it's going to be charged exactly. than, than just the savings that you would get. But if we immediately changed over EV and said nobody can drive except for electric vehicles in New York City, our infrastructure cannot take it. Mm. Our bridges are not prepared for this. Our parking garages are not prepared for this. So a man died with this uh, situation that we had um, recently with the electric vehicle um, garage um, over there in uh, lower Manhattan. So we have to be very, very careful about how quickly we make changes. We want to all live better. We want to make better decisions. We do not want to harm the planet. We do not want to do things that are going to do it. But in our corrections, of things. For example, there's some uh, a lot of environmental change that they're trying to limit emissions of certain vehicles um, that are the long-term um, trucks that bring and take um, items across the world, right? Uh, giving us our goods and services. If you start to change the emissions in some of those vehicles, you're actually changing the limiting of the heating that's happening in the atmosphere. So it's a bad thing to have emissions. Yes. But if those emissions are happening to slow and cool the environment, maybe that's not the choice we make in making a big ruling there. Mm. You have to look at the implications of taking away an emission. That makes the world hotter in some mm-hmm. cases. So lots of lots of uh, checks and balances here as we make decisions about how we respond to weather. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Let's talk about the flooding in New England that happened, you know, going back to... 1927, when you talk about what was happening in Vermont, you know, getting close to that record, um, that's happening too. That's happening frequently 
in areas that haven't seen it in a long time. You want to know, I, I was looking, I was talking about this and I was thinking, um, I, I, I was thinking about, I read this article about, about Vermont and I found it because um, I wanted to share it with you. Um, it was an opinion article here that was written in the New York Times that came out um, and it took the basis of Vermont being one of the places to go if you want to escape climate change oh impacts. My. Wow. And so when opinion, was that written? The, the, the article that was written about Vermont being one of the places was was a years back, a couple yeah. years back, saying, hey, if you want to go someplace, go to Vermont and hang out. You know, I thought about that as I saw Bernie Sanders in the actual press conference. Again, <laughs> I thought it was pretty kind of funny. But um, it says uh, this is an opinion of the New York Times. The, the title is Forget About Hiding from Climate Chaos in America. Mr. Mingle is an independent journalist and the author of the forthcoming book Gaslight, the Atlantic Coast Pup Pipeline and the Fight for America's energy future. Anyway, um, I thought it was pretty interesting because he goes on to talk about how Vermont was on this list of places to avoid climate change impact. There's no escaping it because weather will perform and find its way. We are not going to control the weather to stop it and yep. we're not going to control the weather to create it. What we are going to have to do is learn to live in harmony with it. Mm. Are, is there research to show that certain things we've done have altered the patterns that we're dealing with? Certainly. But there are other patterns that are at play that we have no control over. Right. Ocean temperatures right now yep. are dominating the planet. The, the development of El Nino is making the globe warmer. That's what's happening in, in the ocean. And the way El Nino develops, which is so fascinating to me, is it's happening in the equatorial Pacific. So you go out way out in the Pacific Ocean yep. and you go to the equator and there's the ocean. And the ocean, when it starts to shake like this, a tiny little wave that's no bigger than two centimeters. That little Kelvin wave is the beginning of El Nino. What it does is it suppresses temperatures at the surface. It keeps the ocean warmer on the top. So if you yes. think about it, you jump in off the boat mm -hmm. in the middle of the ocean, it's warm right on the top, but yep. you go further down, it's cold. So we have all that little tiny activity. No one's controlling those waves out in the El Nino. No, yes. no, no, no. That's happening as a natural process on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so some of those things are ways to transport heat and energy that can be healing, or they also can be devastating consequences, hotter temperatures, more wildfires, more drought, all of these things. We have some ways that we can live better, but controlling things is really not, it's not intellectually true. Mm -hmm. So how do we go forward? How do we make it better for our kids and the future? I think number one, you have to start with what you can control and living the best type of life you can, taking care of the planet, starting with simple things like cleaning up a beach, which sounds silly, but that's something we can control. Do the things we can control. And then when the bigger ideas are put in front of us as voters, look at all angles of it. Don't let someone pull on your heartstrings to say, if you don't do this, you're going to ruin the planet. Mm. Because what you might choose to do, you choose for EV and, and nobody else can use anything but an EV vehicle, that has other implications. There is a great concept behind it. There's a wonderful movement that can take us in a good direction on that. Technology will move us in the right directions. Innovation will move us in the right directions. But don't let someone sell you on a bag of goods that this is the answer. And if you don't do it, you're to blame. I think that's excellent advice. The wildfires, that's going to be a, a big story, I think, all summer. Yes, in Canada? It's bad. Yeah. I mean, they started with more than 400 wildfires up there, more than 200 burning out of control because they can't reach them. That's right. They don't have enough people and they also can't access them. Mm -hmm. So the burn will continue. There's a lot of vegetation up there. Um, that situation is going to ebb and flow based on our weather pattern. As soon as we have a northerly wind, 
we're back in it on the mm -hmm. East Coast. Not only East Coast, the Northern Tier, portions of the Pacific Northwest, even into the Rockies, they've had influence from those Canadian wildfires. There's no way to put them out. They've got to burn. Again, this is not something that's never happened before. I love that. Uh, I think it's South Park. Blame Canada. Blame yeah. Canada. Oh, I know. Uh, we can blame them all we want, but we really can't control what's going on across the border. Mm -hmm. And the problem there is we have not had the ability to um, go into all the forests and clean all the forest floors. Some of them we'd never be able to, even if we wanted to. Even if we could get people to vote for forest mitigation of wildfire, meaning cleaning up the fuel that's available on the floors or doing controlled burns, you can't always get that done. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be wildfire uh, danger. But that's part of uh, healing the earth. It's a great example of healing the earth right there. Mm. Wildfires are required for the forest to regenerate. Yes. If we don't have them, if we just put them all out all the time, We'd never have regeneration of forests. That would mm -hmm. change ecology. That would change all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So um, the the checks and balances, the cause and effect of different things are, are bad. I, I think the other thing that was very interesting about the wildfire scenario here in New York, it was like, as you know, it, it was, was Armageddon. People it was, were afraid, genuinely afraid, because they it was never terrifying. really experienced something like that. Very terrifying. You're like thinking, if the sky went dark, what's going to happen? Yes. It was very terrifying. But uh, there was also... Uh, a reminder that this has happened before. Mm. You go back to revolutionary times and revolutionary war heroes in America wrote in their journals about the skies going black, mm. going black, late 1700s. The reason they went black is because there were wildfires from Canada. How did they know? They looked at the journals and they thought, why would the skies have gone black? The researchers went back into Canada and looked at the tree rings the historical data showing that there were wildfires at the same exact time that they had the dark skies uh, being recorded in journals of Revolutionary War heroes. It had happened before. Wow. Amy Freeze, you're just like a – I think, it. you know, history teaches us so many things, and I – I dislike when people just jump to conclusions and they don't go back and look. Uh, you're somebody that is so well-read and smart when it comes to these things. And because you study it, you're very calm in your delivery. And that in turn also gives people peace of mind. And that's really important. Yeah, I hope that people, when they have a conversation about weather, whether it's a micro event, a storm happening right now, or they're looking at long-term weather patterns, they do take the time to go through the thinking process, to go through that critical thought. One thing leads to another. It goes back to basic science, coming up with a theory or hypothesis and working that out. What cause and effect will, will things have? So I, I do think that that is something that we hope the weather conversation at Fox Weather brings to the table for people. I hope it's something people do in their living rooms or in their elevators as they're passing their neighbors, is don't let people people scare you about the weather. Yes. Instead, collect the information, apply it to your life, take that data and say, how can I live a little better? Uh, that's that's what the hope is when you come out of a weather conversation. Oh, you're so great. I think that can be applied to anything in our lives, right? Mm. Is just do the homework, calm. I hate saying calm down because you don't want to be telling people to calm down, but just, you know, take a breath. Yeah, we all need to take a breath and, you know, we can't change the world tomorrow, but we can do our best today 
to try to be that ripple effect. Yeah, certainly. And the ripple effect is it starts small, right? Mm-hmm. But it can have the far-reaching consequences. It goes back to the chaos theory, which I think some people feel like we're living in the chaos, right? We're living in the um, we don't know what's going to happen next, and there's all these crazy things happening. But in chaos theory, um, you you have the example of the butterfly effect, where the physics um, instructor came out and said, if a butterfly were to flap its wings in Texas, that could create a tornado in Tennessee, something to this effect. And and the implications of one small change and how that creates either chaos or calm mm. down the road is the inevitable, you know, solution. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the inevitable solution. What we do, does that create more calm, chaos? Does that create more calm? We may not even know, but if we're doing the right things, that expansive energy does have does have, you know, a result somewhere. Mm-hmm. Is it I, is it a perfect world? Is it perfect what we do? We don't know because sometimes there is not the answer. You don't know what happens. You don't know which butterfly flapped where yes. to create the 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 eventual result. Mm-hmm. Well, I love speaking with you. I, I want to do it more often because Absolutely. I think we need to have more discussions about this. You know, I do think times are scary when it comes to weather headlines right now. People are dying. You're right. There, that, there, is a, there, is a, there is something to be afraid of because this is threatening people's property, people's lives. You're right. There is a reason that we certainly should be concerned about. People shouldn't say, oh, it's weather. We can't control it. We don't need to worry. We just have to be in it. There are reasons to be concerned. There are things that we need to protect. Yes. And we also have to educate ourselves as human beings and people who have families who want to make the right decisions to protect ourselves and our property. Uh, and and I think to do so is is to listen, is to, you know, continue the discussion and and not be always jumping to the first conclusion. Absolutely. We can do it over hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, baby, next July 4th. Oh, my God. All right? That's great. I love it. Sounds good. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Amy, for stopping by the radio studios today to talk about your adventures, judging the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, and some of the big weather stories we are covering on Fox Weather. Don't forget to download the app. It's free. It's awesome. All you do is go to foxweather.com for all your details and your latest forecast information. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.